0: Exploring the lives of ordinary Chinese people. Sharing stories of impressive personalities. Life Up Close. Presenting real China and real Chinese living.
1: Life Up Close, where you can find out the latest about the ever-changing Chinese society. I'm your host, Sam Duckett, in Beijing. In this edition of Life Up Close, we'll first focus on how the Chinese society is coping with the aging problem by providing quality elderly care and related volunteer services.
2: I don't want to cook at home. By living in a nursing home, I don't need to worry about this. So I came here. Before moving to this nursing home, I compared many nursing homes and finally chose this one. This nursing home has an affiliated hospital, which is what I really need. The service provided here is very good.
3: They really make me feel like I'm needed. Like I take pictures and then I print the pictures out to give back to them, and a lot of times they're just like, oh my god, I didn't know you were going to print it out and actually give it back to me. After
1: this, we'll take a look at Chinese national-level lawmakers' long-standing battle against telecom fraud, which was once rampant in the country.
4: We couldn't identify who the person was and where he or she was based from the phone number they used. Without real name registration, it's extremely hard for police to investigate and capture suspects. So in 2010, I tabled a proposal to the National People's Congress to come up with a law or measure ordering a nationwide real name registration of cell phone numbers.
1: Stay tuned.
0: Everywhere you look today, China is in the news. But what about the lives behind the stories? How do ordinary Chinese live and work? Life Up Close answers the questions in your mind when you think of China. Over a billion people and as many stories from all over this vast land. Life Up Close, bringing you all you need to know about the real Chinese living here in China.
1: Have you, in your 20s or 30s, imagined living in a nursing home separated from your family and relatives? You may have never extended your imaginations to such an extent as you were young, energetic and busy with the colourful lives. But such a prospect may be unavoidable, and it's been a reality for many senior residents in developed nations and China as well. Along with its eye-catching economic growth in recent decades, the world's most populous nation has also been ageing rapidly. Having long passed the international threshold of an ageing society, China is facing great challenges to provide elderly care for the hundreds of millions of people already above the age of 60. As the government finds itself short of the funds needed to build all the nursing homes required, it has been encouraging private investment and volunteer services to fill the gap. But is this scheme feasible? And what's life really like in China's residential care homes? To answer these questions, we have visited a nursing home in Beijing to find out more.
5: In the far rural northeast of the Chinese capital, a building complex stands out on a dry sunny day in early spring. After an hour and a half drive from the city centre, I'm feeling a little dizzy as I approach the complex and step out of my cab. It's early afternoon on March the 13th. Quickly refreshing myself with a deep breath of the cleaner air in these rural, woody surroundings, I am ushered into the complex, the Beijing Chaoyang Oriental Comprehensive Nursing Home. As I stand on the nursing home campus, I might have imagined I was in a luxury garden hotel if I am not told this is a residential care home for senior citizens. While wondering what the life of the retirees here is like, I come to a small theatre in the middle of the campus, where a photo exhibition is being held. The exhibition, organized by a high school girl named Gao Bi Han, highlights the exact daily lives of the seniors living here, which I come here to find out. The photos in the exhibition show the smiling faces and other happy moments of the residents' lives, most of the subjects are in their 80s or 90s. 65 year old Chiao Xiu Zhen, founding president of the nursing home, explains the story behind the photo exhibition.
2: Gao Bihan and her parents and grandma have been volunteering for the old people here for over two years. She put up this photo exhibition to show what it's like to live here for pensioners. The girl has done a very good job. She has made a lot of people here very happy, and I thank her a great deal.
5: 17-year-old Gao Han studies at a high school in the United States. The girl comes to the nursing home to chat with the old people and take pictures of them every holiday when she returns to China from her studies. Speaking in fluent English, Gao says the volunteer service has made her happy because she feels needed here.
3: They really make me feel like I'm needed. Like I take pictures and then I print the pictures out to give back to them. And a lot of times they're just like, oh my god, I didn't know you were going to print it out and actually give it back to me. And every time when they see their own pictures and they complement my photography skill and also um, they're really happy that they can have their picture as one of the memories that they can hold on to. And every time I see them like becoming happy because of me, I'm, I feel happy
5: too. While Gao Bi Han has recorded the lives of the nursing home's inhabitants, its managers and caregivers have made sure they do their utmost to provide all the necessary living conditions and considerate care for them. Founded in 1997, now the nursing home has a building area of 60,000 square meters, one of the largest privately owned of its kind in Beijing. Its founding president, Xiao Xiuzhen, Zhen, a doctor herself, says her nursing home gives special quality elderly care compared with other similar facilities.
2: Hospitals basically don't allow bad patients to stay long.
0: Patients with chronic
2: diseases, such as diabetes, can live in hospitals. So I founded this nursing home to accommodate the needs of these people. A major difference between us and other nursing homes in Beijing is that we have a hospital on our site. Some 60 well-established doctors are working in this hospital and can meet most of the medical needs of the people living here.
5: Besides professional elderly care, the nursing home also arranges for primary school students and other groups to do volunteer services for the retirees living here, such as tidying up their rooms. According to Han Shu Hua, who is in charge of the nursing home's managerial affairs, the majority of the 700 old people living here can't take care of themselves. Considering the 3,000 beds available here, the occupancy rate of the nursing home is just over 20%. The low occupancy rate can be partly explained by the long-standing Chinese tradition that the elderly should be looked after by the children at home. But it's not just that. The expense is very likely to be another main reason. On average, it costs a pensioner 3,500 to 4,000 yuan Which is between 500 and 600 US dollars a month to live here. The amount is high but still affordable for a middle class retiree from Beijing or other affluent Chinese cities with their hands on pensions. Yet, for a less well loved retiree, the home is well out of reach if their children can't pay for the shortfall. For those who can afford to choose and live in this nursing home, life is good enough. 84-year-old Wu Qingqi moved here in 2009 after medical operation. When I saw her, she was moving slowly along with the support of a stick and enjoying the photo exhibition. Smiling hotly and speaking with a clear sound voice, she tells me that before retirement, she worked as a university professor in the far west Xinjiang region. She says... She is happy with the life in the nursing home in Beijing.
2: When I first
5: came here, I was bedridden, so the caregiver lived with me in the same room for a time. Now as I can move on my own two feet, caregivers come to my room every few minutes. They are very kind and caring. I have recovered to such an extent that I now don't need anyone's help to walk. As Wu Qingqi tells me her story, another elegant and neatly dressed lady smiles to us in agreement. Speaking with a soft and enchanting southern China accent, 81-year-old Zheng Xiangying says she has spent two years in the nursing home. Having worked in the man-made crystal industry in Beijing before retirement, she tells me she quite enjoys life in the nursing home although she would still be capable of taking care of herself if she lived at home. I don't
2: want to cook at home. By living in a nursing home, I don't need to worry about this. So I came here. Before moving to this nursing home, I compared many nursing homes and finally chose this one. This nursing home has an affiliated hospital, which is what I really need. The service provided here is very good.
5: Actually, this Beijing nursing home epitomizes China's massive aging problem as well as the huge business potential in the expanding elderly care market. The latest available official figures show that China was home to 222 million people aged 60 or above at the end of 2015. This number made up 16.1% of the total population, according to the Ministry of Civil Affairs, and more than 1 out of 10 Chinese people are 65 years old or older. By international standards, a country or region is considered to be an aging society when the number of people aged 60 or above reaches 10% or more. China has qualified since 1999. The government estimates that the country will have 255 million people at this age by 2020, and the proportion of the total population will reach 17.8%. At the moment, China has some 116,000 nursing homes, accommodating about 6,727,000 beds. This means that for every 1,000 senior citizens, there are just 30 beds. The supply is clearly far from enough to meet demand. According to a plan recently released by the State Council, China's Cabinet, government-run nursing home beds should make up less than half of the total number of such beds in a locality. This means that private investment will have to step in to meet the shortfall. In this regard, authorities have promised to fully open up the oldly care market and put more private capital into the sector. On March the eighth, Civil Affairs Minister Huang Shuxian said China was about to launch a campaign to improve services for the elderly. The official admitted that the nation does not have enough qualified elderly care nursing facilities right now. He said the government would encourage all areas of society to participate in the campaign. The central authorities have also proposed to reform state-run elderly care institutions and improve elderly care services in communities and rural areas to make sure more elderly people can enjoy quality senior care services. And while the aging population does pose tremendous challenges for the government, experts say it also means huge business opportunities for related industries. According to a report published by the China National Committee on Aging, Chinese people will spend about 5 trillion yuan on elderly care by 2050. The elderly care market, of course, has great potential for profit-seeking private investment to tap into. But at the same time, some investors and many ordinary people are looking to offer free-of-charge welfare and volunteer services for those really in need. Chiao Xiu Zhen, founder of the Beijing Chaoyang Oriental Comprehensive Nursing Home, says it was never just a profit-seeking that led her to provide elderly and other care services. She says the nursing home cost her 40 million yuan when she founded it 20 years ago, a huge sum at the time. She reveals that the funds came partly from the profits made from a hospital she also owned, the rest of it came from selling her own house and borrowing from her friends. Now with the nursing home well established, Chao Xiu Zhen aims to bring welfare services to the underdeveloped interior of the country.
2: I plan to, to build a welfare center for the disabled, and an orphanage in my home province of Gansu, Older services will be totally free of charge. As I know, many of the hilly regions in Gansu are poor, and at least nine counties completely lack any child or nursing home services.
5: Gansu province, in the northwest of China, is one of the country's least developed regions and owning has poor public and welfare services. Indeed, the country, with its vast land and population, is in great need of this kind of welfare services and, of course, contributions from ordinary citizen volunteers. Gao Bi Han, the teenage girl who has enjoyed her volunteer work in Chao Xiu Zhen's nursing home, says she will continue with her elderly care services. I
3: spent most of my time with my grandpa and grandma when I was young, and So I have that really deep connection with the elderly people. And um, also I did similar community service in my high school in America. I will definitely continue to do what I'm doing right now and maybe find like more better ways to bring them happiness other than taking pictures. And um, I am trying to get other people to do similar
5: things as well. With the concerted efforts from private investors, ordinary people and the government, we can hope that China's aging problem will be solved and young Chinese people will also be able to look forward to a happy retirement life when they turn old in a few decades' time.
1: The story you just listened to was written by our producer Yin Xiuqi and narrated by Yang Yong. Now let's take a short break and then we'll take a look at the battle against telecom fraud here in China. Stay tuned.
4: If you have any interesting stories about China to share with us and can speak good English, why not join us in our worldwide broadcast? Don't hesitate to phone us or send us an email at life at
0: CRI.com.cn. China Plus. China Plus focuses on the Middle Kingdom, bringing you breaking news and the stories that matter to you from both inside and outside the country. Up to the minute reports about China, live streaming audio and fascinating programs. Insightful opinion on everything China related. Discover what's hot in our most read section Everything in focus, all in one place China Plus Search the App Store or Google Play for China Plus Everywhere you look today, China is in the news But what about the lives behind the stories? How do ordinary Chinese live and work? Life Up Close answers the questions in your mind when you think of China, over a billion people, and as many stories from all over this vast land. Life Up Close, bringing you all you need to know about the real Chinese living here in China.
1: You're listening to Life Up Close. Telecom fraud has once been rampant in China with lax regulation of SIM cards and insufficient protection of people's private information. Anyone could receive a call from an unknown cell phone number and be cheated out of hundreds or even thousands of yuan after falling into sophisticated traps set by cunning fraudsters. Official statistics show the nationwide fraud extorts billions of yuan from victims every year, and even led to the death of a teenage girl last year. Government and police efforts to crack down on the crime have been stepped up amid intense public concern and anger. The long-standing struggle of Chen Tsai, a national lawmaker and former police officer, exemplifies the efforts. 45-year-old Chen Wei Tsai, who comes from the southern Guangdong province, is a deputy to the National People's Congress, China's top legislature, serving his second five-year term. In 2008, while well, a police officer himself, Chen was first elected to the National People's Congress. During his police work, he found it difficult to bust telecom fraud rings as people can obtain a cell phone number without a valid ID but Chen was determined to apprehend these so-called invisible enemies, the telecom
3: fraudsters. We
4: couldn't identify who the person was and where he or she was based from the phone number they used. Without real-name registration, it's extremely hard for police to investigate and capture suspects. So in 2010, I tabled a proposal to the National People's Congress to come up with a law or measure ordering a nationwide real-name registration of cell phone numbers.
1: Since 2010, Chen Weizai says he has been pushing and following up on his suggestion each year. He proved his point by buying several SIM cards from telecom retailers who didn't ask for his identification certificate at all. He showed the cards to his fellow deputies at the National People's Congress in Beijing, reminding them of the potential safety risks involved with these non-registered cell phone numbers. And it has been partly down to his efforts that the government and telecom operators started to connect cell phone number applications with valid ID information in 2013. But in subsequent years, Chen found the situation was still far from satisfactory.
4: During the past few years, I would see if I could buy a SIM card without my ID card whenever I went to a city or a town. By doing this, I was checking the implementation of the real-name registration of cell phone numbers.
1: With such lax implementation, telecom fraud was still uncontrolled until it triggered public uproar by ending in tragedy. In August last year, Xu Yu Yu, an 18-year-old high school graduate from Shandong province, had a cardiac arrest after being cheated out of her college tuition fees by a telecom fraudster. The severity of the problem finally prompted the government to impose a blanket stricter real name registration measure last year. According to a requirement of the Ministry of Industry and Information Technology, those who failed to register by the end of last year could not make or receive calls or text messages after January first, 2017. Their number will even be cancelled if they don't observe the requirement. But Chen says there is still a long way to go before the complete eradication of telecom fraud in China.
3: As
4: the techniques and methods of telecom fraud change fast, our crime prevention and investigation methods should improve accordingly.
1: Chinese police handled 83,000 cases of telecom and internet fraud in 2016, up some 50% year-on-year, according to the Ministry of Public Security. Police nationwide busted nearly 7,700 telecom fraud rings in the whole of last year. But the ministry says the increase in the crime has been contained, adding that economic losses caused by it in 2016 have decreased by 10.9% year on year. According to the ministry, police have successfully stopped bank transfers to 73,000 fraud accounts and recovered more than 1 billion yuan since June, when the banks and police nationwide began cooperating to respond to telecom fraud. And with that, we come to the end of this edition of Life Up Close. Hope you have enjoyed it. For more, please log on to our website of chinaplus.cri.cn. For our program producer, Chi. this is Sam Duckett in Beijing. Bye for now.